Folks, welcome back to Beer and Business. It is early July, and it's hard to believe, guys. It's been almost four months since the initial shutdown in the U.S. due to COVID-19. Right. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it's get a weird sense of fun. Um, since this has happened, we've wanted to have somebody from the restaurant industry on the show because the restaurant industry, Mr. Winnie, has been disproportionately definitely, definitely impacted. Been, yeah. yeah. So we have one today, don't we? We did. Actually, we talked to Ashley Edwards. She's one of the owners of Palmer's in Peachtree City. We had a fascinating discussion with her about how difficult it is to be in the restaurant industry. Right. And then how COVID-19 has really impacted them. So folks, Ashley Edwards, restaurateur. Welcome to Beer and Business. You found the best podcast for entrepreneurs. We serve crafty business knowledge, comedy, and yes, beer. And now it's time for our hosts. If he were to pat you on the back, you'd list it on your resume. It's Jake Mullins. And his beer never gets warm. It just sits there, staying frosty, waiting for him. Mr. John Winnie. And if you spell his name in Scrabble, you automatically win. Ladies and gentlemen... It's Darren Flanagan. All right, Ashley, welcome to the studio. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. This is my first podcast. It's pretty exciting. Well, you know what? This is actually the first time that we've ever done a podcast where I have not met you or talked to you prior to today. Well, I hope I'm not a disappointment so far, Jake. Uh, you won't be. But we, no. we, will, we will get into the business of this conversation in just a minute. But first of all, so Ashley, you own a restaurant, a very, very nice restaurant in Peachtree City. So you were not a stranger to the official beer of the Beer and Business Podcast. Oh, of course. A huge supporter of Lion Creek. Yes. It's, yes. Uh, we've got two tap handles on right now at our restaurant, and uh, we, love, we love all their beer. Yeah. So we actually brought two in just for you. Thank you. So Conserve Georgia, which I happen to love. And I'm, why am I the only one drinking this? No, I love I that. I'm going to switch to that Getting next there. time. I do love the chinchillin, though. I haven't had that in a while, and it's just so cold and refreshing. Yeah. I finished mine before you. I just ordered a keg of that today, though. So it'll oh, did be, you? Yes. It'll be uh, getting some representation on our taps in a few days. Yeah. I'm, it's a honey rye blonde, the, the Conserve Georgia. So if you have not had it yet. And like, what, 10% of the... Proceeds go to Southern Land Conservation, I think. One dollar yeah. for every six pack. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then you guys are drinking Chinchillin, which is actually a session IPA. So often yeah. you've, you've got beer that? companies now saying like, oh, this is a session beer. It's like 7%. <laughs> what is this one? Five? <laughs> it's five. five, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So refreshing. For a, for a low calorie, low gravity IPA, it's delicious. Yeah, so. it's very, it's Flavor. a patio, patio pounder. Patio Pounder. That's patio a new Pounder. Wow, that's a new I one for my vocabulary. I didn't coin that, guys. I did not coin that. People say that in, in the biz. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't need to that invent sounds, the wheel. I can steal it. Yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Yes. Well, folks, make sure you uh, support the official beer, the Beer and Business Podcast, Line Creek Brewing. Mm -hmm. Go out to the tap room. It's open. You know, buy beer at your local store. They're pretty awesome. That's right. So, Ashley, you own a restaurant. The restaurant's called Palmer's. Correct. Beautiful place. Thank very you. nice. You've got indoor, outdoor seating, beautiful bar. Um, An herb garden. Yeah. How long have you been in business? We have, um, it will, It was four, four years in March. Four so years. it was kind of an anticlimactic four years because oh, we were shut kind of down. A, yeah. Kind of a so, bad anniversary. Yeah, month. yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we didn't really have the celebration yeah. that we had previously anticipated, but um, we celebrated quietly. While we were packing up to-go boxes. Oh, geez. So, 
I'm really excited to have you on the show because since all this COVID stuff has started, I've wanted to talk to somebody that owns a restaurant and somebody that owns a successful restaurant that knows the business that can talk about it. Because I, guys, there's been certain industries that have been disproportionately hit by the shutdown and by the health effects of sure. COVID. Restrictions. Rest, yeah. yeah. Really? Restaurants are... No shit. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Mr. Obvious today. Wow. Newsflash. Yeah. So we start out with me saying the most obvious thing. Okay. But seriously, we've wanted to have somebody on here to talk about what it's like to own a restaurant because it's, first of all, I think owning a restaurant. In good times. Don't take this the wrong way. I think it's freaking crazy. There's probably something not right up here, Ashley. I'm just saying. Definitely. (laughs) And if there wasn't something not right before, there really is something not right now. Yes. Absolutely. So it's a crazy business. 60% of all restaurants fail within the first year, somewhere around that number. I think so. Yeah. The restaurant business kind of gets in your blood, though. And once you fall in love with it, you just can't. Even if you get out of it, you want to get back in it. You're constantly. Constantly thinking about new restaurant concepts, and that's um, yeah. that's sort of my story. And you've been in the restaurant business for a while, right? Yes. Well, so um, out of college, I was a food broker in Atlanta, and then um, what is a food broker? A good question. What yeah. is a food broker? Um, a food broker is kind of the middleman between the distributor and the manufacturer. So you're basically selling the food to the restaurants and educating them about it. Um, nothing too glamorous, but it's fun if you like food. Gotcha. But um, but for me, the restaurant business is all about the people. That's what I love the most mm-hmm. about it. I love. Um, I just love like nothing makes me happier than to walk through my restaurant and see people having fun and enjoying each other and all over good food. So um, yeah, it's got to be rewarding. Yeah, nice. it really is. It's fun. So did you start a restaurant before Palmer's? Well, so um, when I moved to Peachtree City um, in 1995, wow, um, a long time ago, um, I was married um, and my husband, who's also a food broker, is um he, we had always been talking about, we talked so often about the fact that it was kind of a food desert. There was really were no good restaurants in Fayette County. And we had moved from Atlanta where we had great food at our disposal. And um, so we talked all the time about opening a restaurant, finally did it. We opened a place in Tyrone called Downtown Grill. Mm -hmm. We opened in, I think, 2008, which was right when the recession was hitting. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) Yeah. Really good timing. Yeah. yeah, I know. Seriously. But (laughs) take out a second mortgage on the house. Let's open this restaurant. Yeah. Oh, where'd our equity? Yeah, yeah. But um, oddly, we weren't too affected by by that whole recession. And we um, we built up quite a following at that restaurant. So um, it was great. But then we um, I don't know if you want me to go on right now and talk about that. Or um, I'm just curious to what you're like, how long you've been in this business. And I mean, obviously, you've been in and around this business for quite a while. Yes. um, Since 1994, since I got out of college. So yes. So here's what here's what I'd like you to do. First of all, because I want to kind of pave the the foundation of this conversation you and i were talking before the show and what is the average margin that an, that a restaurant operates on uh, about five percent the margins 5%. are small percent yes you yeah. would get thrown out of shark tank for that margin yeah i, would yeah. Laugh at you. <laughs> I know absolutely yes <laughs> yes so as we talk about how this this covid stuff has impacted you know the the restaurant industry and, and as darren said the the failure rate for new businesses is really high well it's because even a really successful really really good restaurant operates on razor thin margins absolutely which is crazy. I mean, 5%, like if you've never yeah. owned a business with payroll and like, you know, a, what an adult business, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> you know, we're really putting money into it. Like 5% is nuts. That means cash yeah. flow is always top of mind. Absolutely. You know, it, it, that's, that's just insanity. That's why I said, I think something's wrong with well, you. Well, yeah. Um, and um, I, as I mentioned before, 
people will constantly, you know, when they see that we have an hour wait, you know, most nights of the week, people say to me all the time, you guys must be printing money. And I laugh. I'm like, we are absolutely not printing money because do you have any idea what our operating costs are? So uh-huh. it's, um, yeah, it's definitely um, can be deceiving. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's nuts to me. So, you know, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to start with that foundation because what happened when, when COVID hit, you know, first of all, restaurants were non-essential. So dining rooms closed mm-hmm. and, um, We're a little isolated here in Georgia because in the state of Georgia, things have been a little bit more relaxed, but we'll get into that in a bit. But for a period of time, you guys were just closed and doing takeout only. We were. So I'd I'd say for about seven weeks, we did takeout only. And I remember distinctly when we we decided to close before we were even forced to close just because we felt like it was the right thing to do. And then about three days after we decided to close, the restaurants were mandated to close. So... um, really the the thing that stands out most in my mind about the COVID period and, and during the shutdown is how many difficult decisions we had to make. We, we didn't, it was, it was all new territory. It was our first pandemic. So we really had no idea what to do, what our, what our next move was going to be. So we really just had to have, we had a lot of powwows and to figure out, okay, where are we going to go from here? And then two days later, okay, where are we going to go from here? And then there's the filing, the PPE, there's filing unemployment for our employees who are no longer making money. There were just a series of very difficult, decisions and but ultimately we decided to um, to be open six days a week for to go a curbside pickup um, from we opened at four o'clock and we're open until about nine and we were blown away by how much the the community supported us we um, it, it allowed us to keep the lights on we were able to keep um, quite a few employees um, employed and the community was just extremely generous. I I was blown away. People would come and tip a hundred dollars on their fifty dollar to go order, wow. um, and we pulled the we pulled all the the tips between with among the staff, including the kitchen. So it was incredible. There were some nights that there were six hundred dollars in tips pro- almost every night, and we, and we would split it between you know the eight staff members that were working that night, and it was just incredible to see the community just rally behind us. Wow. That being said, I'm sure people also got a little bit tired of cooking. So I'm not going sure, right. to, I'm not going to give myself too much credit on that, but <laughs> well, let me, that? let me back up. Okay. Cause there's a couple of things that I want to, I want to pull out of what you just said. So first of all, you know, you talked about the shutdown as though it's past tense, right? You know, we yes. were, we were in the shutdown for a period of two months. There are still states that are, the restaurants are, com- are still shut down. We're bracing ourselves, Jake. I really, um, we're in a very precarious time right now. And as much as we're enjoying this success that we've, we've had for the past six weeks that we've been reopened, which by the way, I will mention that we reopened mid-May. So about two weeks after Kemp said we could reopen, we took our time doing it just because we wanted to make sure, sure we were, we were just respecting everybody's level of comfort. Um, but the fact that we have such a big patio, I, I really truly believe that that gives people even the most fearful, an extra, um, like just an extra feeling of comfort. But, right. um, it, it's a scary time right now because, um, I don't know what's going to happen with, with, if, if cases keep spiking, Georgia might, might pull back and close the restaurants. And then also there's the whole, if one of our employees gets COVID, if one of our employees tests positive for COVID, we'll shut the restaurant down for an, a number of days, have it deep cleaned and then test everybody and then reopen again. But guess what? That could happen again a week later. So sure. that that's us. That's every restaurant right now. Um, I think that, that there's a real spike in cases among people in their early twenties, which is usually the age range of servers. So 
uh, you know, you can't control what your staff does in their off time. Uh, so it's just a really, it's a very precarious time and, and I'm bracing myself for what's going to come next, but living in the present and just doing the best we can while we're open right now. So here, here's something that is, I, I want to, I'm, I'm not going to name names when I say this, but I've, I was talking to somebody um, during the shutdown, somebody that I know pretty well. And we were talking about restaurants because I was, you know, f- from the very beginning, I've, I've been very protective of small business. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. It's about helping entrepreneurs. And, and we we care deeply about everybody's success. If you're listening, we want you to be wildly successful. And I was worried about what this meant for small businesses, especially restaurants. I was talking to somebody about this and she's like, yeah, but they can do to go orders. So they're fine. <laughs> Okay, Jake. Let, <laughs> let me just. He didn't say it. Let no, me. Just, I did, yeah. did not say let it. Let me give you a she's little looking snapshot. At, she's giving me yeah. the look, and I didn't yeah. even say it. I'm just let like, me give you a little <laughs> snapshot of how that works. Please so, do. Uh, just uh, not to throw out our numbers and talk business numbers, but just as an example, like on a Friday night in in early April, we would have done about fourteen thousand um, in sales, and during this to go period, we would do about thirty five hundred. So, granted, our operating costs were a lot lower because we. We had three kitchen employees in forefront of the house, but um, so. it, it was about a fourth. We would we did about a fourth in sales. Well, and, let me, and let me stop you there. I, hold on, can I say something yes. else? The costs were exorbitant. Do you have any idea? First of all, COVID was not good for the environment. The amount of to go packaging, <laughs> yes, it, it right. was it was hurting yeah. my heart. The amount of to go boxes, straws, to go silverware that we went through, bags. It was I can't even imagine how many forests were decimated um, due to the. Sure. Shut down. So it was somewhere there's an environmentalist crying right now. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Ralph Nader's rolling yeah, on the Seriously. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. but, so. but I want I want to take I want to stop you there because not only were your revenues a fraction of what they were, but correct me if I'm wrong, I've never been in the restaurant industry, but your margins were probably much different too, because don't you get a lot of your margin from, you know, alcohol and bar oh, sales? Absolutely, we do. Yeah. So we did we did do to go bottles of wine and to go Lion Creek beer. But oh, there uh, you go. yeah, there we go. A little plug. I'm down with that. You're welcome, Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but still, it was nothing like what what it would have been. Sure. It was it was a fraction. I would just joke to people about COVID, the whole shutdown. Like we worked three times harder for a fourth of the revenue. And that's pretty much how it was. And we we spent our time in the back. Back boxing up to go orders, and then you know we really pride ourselves at Palmer's on having a relationship with our guests, and and that's what we're all about. So it was fun actually getting to see our guests in the parking lot and and bringing out their food to them, and and it was funny like uh, on numerous occasions, I would say at least a couple times a week, our guests would have tailgate parties in our parking lot. So that was really cool, yeah, and cool. they would run that's into cool. each other, and you know it was like like I mentioned before, one of the happiest things that I experience at Palmer's is just seeing people have fun together and make memories and enjoy each other. And it was cool to see that in the parking lot, even on April 12th, you know, in the middle of the shutdown. Did you guys limit your menu? Well, yes, well? Darren, we did. And that's that's and another thing your, that so helped you could us. At least yes. maintain certain margins? Absolutely. Well, maintain margins and cut down on labor because our, sure. our you know, our, the prep in our kitchen is exhaustive. And um, even now with being open now, we've, we've cut a few labor intensive items off of our menu just to cut down on prep. But yes, we had a pared down menu as most restaurants did. And that's kind of a trend right now now most mm-hmm. 
restaurants have, have really dramatically pared down their menu during this time just to cut down on labor because we're, we're, we're pretty fortunate in Georgia that the, the regulations aren't as strict, but in some states it's like 25% capacity or 50% capacity. And it's almost impossible to make, make a profit in the restaurant business at 50% capacity. So you really have to cut down on your kitchen labor and, by, and in doing so, um, Paired on your menu. What about food supply chain? Because I know a lot of the grocery stores, they went bare. How did you guys deal with that? Darren, how did we deal with it or how are we still dealing with it? It's um, it's, it's insane. Answer both. Um, I will. Yes, (laughs) we are major shortages. And and I'm very, my my business partner, Billy, um, he does all the food ordering and and it takes him about four times longer to do the order than it used to. We we get deliveries three days a week and um, because half of half of what he's ordering is out of stock. Cheese is about to go sky high. Brisket tripled in price per pound burgers have tripled in price and there's been a shortage so we luckily our, our distributor reps give us usually give us a heads up when something's about to um become scarce so we we buy a ton of it and we have to stick it in the freezer but it's mm-hmm. um it's it's crazy the um the supply chain shortages and how are, they, are they telling you why oh well yeah plant shut down you heard you saw the yeah. news stories about all the meat packing plants shut down right. um you know t- uh chicken um uh, employees will get covid at the plant and they'll shut the plant down and hmm. it's just a, it's a myriad of issues hmm. yeah so the stuff you see on the news actually affects it's, the bottom line it wow. does oh, yes imagine right. that interesting yeah. well, now they have so, special food brokers that pull up in the parking lot hey lady come on over here and check out what i got in the yeah. back open of the up car. your trench coat like Look how yeah. right i got 80 20 mix right here yeah but i will say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and yeah this I'm, is leftover chipotle romaine lettuce yeah. <laughs> well i know a lot of restaurants did that during the whole shutdown um, because while grocery items were scarce, food distributors like Cisco's and the U.S. Foods were stocked full of product because um, restaurants all shut down. So all these Cisco's and U.S. Foods had frig- you know refrigerators full of food that all of a sudden hotels and restaurants didn't need. Yeah. So I know a lot of restaurants and several local ones were actually selling, making like a little grocery mm-hmm. yeah, business out of there, which great, is great. Right. I mean, do what you need to do. We never did that, but have you? Um uh, yeah, as far as your staff, like I'm sure you had to lay off people when it's when it um, when you had to shut down. We we really did not have to lay off anybody. I'm, I'm okay. So happy you retained. So you pretty much retained your. We your did. Staff. We um our staff um got. Uh, we're, we're fortunate enough to get the, yeah, um, the unemployment through the yeah, government, the so that was great. Yeah. yeah. But um, but the, there were some that did not feel comfortable working even during the to go period. So okay. they just chose not to work and they just collected their government money, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then others um, worked and um, made a, a good amount of money. As I mentioned previously, the the generosity of this community and their right. tips right. Uh, really it was incredible. Well, so I want to I, I want to preface something here because this is a, I think this is a really important point. So I'm going to toot your horn a little bit. You you run a, a fantastic business, and the restaurant's amazing. The food's incredible. Well, I'm quick to say myself and several others run a fantastic business, so I will not take full credit for that. Fair but enough. we have a great yeah, team. Yeah. We have a really great team. Fair enough. But you guys do a really, really Thank good you. job. In your experience through COVID is not the norm in the restaurant industry. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a really important point. And, and you, and by the way, I think you guys deserve that. You, you run a really incredible business, but there's a lot of like, for example, I know um, of a local restaurant that they started less than two years ago, place I really like to go. And as soon as the COVID shutdown hit within, I think it was three weeks, they were done, closed, out of business for good. 
And it was really sad because it was one of those places that was packed every time you went in, mm -hmm. always busy. But they were in that really critical period where I'm sure cash flow was really tight. Mm -hmm. They were still trying to pay off initial investments, all that kind of stuff. And just timing hit them and bang, that's all it took. Yeah. Four weeks. And, you know, PPP hadn't kicked in yet because, you know. There was lag. I mean, you know, gosh. <clears throat> Government moves so fast. You never got your check, did you? <laughs> I just gave up on it. I said, the hell with it. I'm going to do yeah. it myself. Yeah. I got to say, though, in, in the government's defense, that was probably, a, this was their first pandemic as well. It had to be a little bit overwhelming, all the millions of applications they were getting. Sure. Oh. When you have one person who wants to sign every check, or his name yeah. has to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> that presents well, a problem. <laughs> yes, you're you're right in that. But the the problem is, I think a lot of people that, that have jobs that don't think about business owners, they hear this stuff in the news and they're like, oh, well, what's the big deal? Businesses are taken care of. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, listen, there's a lot of business. Uh, the average cash flow for a business, in, a small business in the U.S. is 45 days. Yeah. And I don't know what it is for restaurants because I've never seen that stat. I've looked it up, but I got to imagine it's way lower than About that. 5%. I mean, I, I got to imagine that's, yeah, that's, I'd, if I if I were to venture a guess because not everybody's a good business owner. But if I were to venture a guess, I'd probably say that half the restaurants in the U.S. are close to week to week in terms of cash flow management. Uh, that, that's probably true. Um, I'm fortunate one of our partners is very conservative, so we had quite a cushion. So that really helped go. us out. It's crazy because uh, we all tell our kids, you, you need to have, you know, if you have teenage children or college children, you, you keep Rainy telling day. them, yeah, you need to have six months of cash six flow. And, and they yep. don't get it because they've never lived in, right. you know, times like these. And now hopefully that message is becoming clear to, to the teenagers and the, the Z's of this world, but also to small businesses, Sure, how important yeah. that is. So yeah. we were fortunate that we had, we had enough of a cushion to get us by. But even, even when you guys went into shutdown mode and you were doing to go orders and, and you had all the support from the community, the tailgate parties, the, you know, huge tips for the staff, even that wasn't normal. Right. You know, well, and, let me tell you, Jake, I, I will say, we have worked really hard to build um, a, a very loyal customer base at Palmer's. And I'm not saying we've always done everything right, but we 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 work so hard to oh, just foster do. that relationship cool. and to build that trust. And and I think people trust us and um, and I'm grateful for that. But we have worked very hard for it. There's always an owner at Palmer's. And um, we, we, you talked about the restaurant attrition rate. And I think a lot of time, much of the reason that so many restaurants don't make it is a the owner's not present mm -hmm. because nobody cares like the person. Person that owns the restaurant. So when you have a restaurant that's being run by some 23 year old punk that really doesn't care, your restaurant's not going to make it because it's the details. The devil's in the details. And, and the guests like to see, like to see that you're going the extra mile to make sure. sure they've had a good experience. And we do that day in, day out every day. So I think um, that is one, one of the reasons that we were supported so heavily. And I also want to talk to you about something funny we did. If I have a second. Oh, sure. Um, I love funny. So we also got a little bit bored <laughs> during um, the whole shutdown. I mean, we didn't have to be at work until about two and, and sometimes the to-go's wouldn't pick up until about five. So we um, are a couple of us, our bartender, Joey, who's kind of like a local celebrity and I, and a few others started doing these TikToks the, on our Instagram and Facebook <laughs> page. Was. Your Instagram videos yeah. were- They're pretty hilarious. Yeah. So let me tell you, during the COVID shutdown, we quadrupled. No, actually more than that. Our social media presence grew by about 200%. 
Really? It's, wow. it's insane. And the amount of engagement we get on a weekly basis from these videos is, is outstanding. I, uh, it's really, and it's fun. We've had a great time <laughs> doing awesome. it. So, um, yeah, we'll do like oh, Rick Springfield videos and, um, like one day our bartender did the love boat. Um, but we just, yeah, we just do these goofy videos and it's been really fun. So, and also <laughs> I, I think that, um, People need a little bit of levity in this time. Sure. It's just like all this bad news everywhere. So if they can, you know, get on their feed, like our bartender, Joey, as Rick Springfield out in front of our sign, I that think was it was um, a little bit of levity. Yeah. And you're in the background. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah, playing a little air so, guitar. guitar. <laughs> so you weren't getting on social media and trolling people and bad mouthing them and, no, and giving your lifting just, people's spirits and having a great we time. We were trying right. to have some oh, fun. Oh, you're yeah. trying to make the world a better place. Yes, oh, imagine exactly. That. That's interesting. That's our like MO. That. Yes. Can I tell you? Well, okay. I'll just Happy. tell you. That's our mission. Whenever we have server meetings, that's the first thing I say to people, our staff, every single day. Like, guys, no matter what, we need to make everybody that walks in Palmer's feel like a rock star tonight because everybody's yeah. got stressful lives and they're choosing to spend their dollars at Palmer's. So let's make them feel good. Let's make them have a good time here and let's make them just be glad they came. So I love that. That's what we do. Well, I've seen you in awesome. action, not just like today at lunch, but other times when I've been in, you walk through the restaurant, even at a distance today, you walk by, there were guys at three guys at a table near the door and you were like, Hey, it's good to see you again. You weren't even near them, but you like shouted across because you made eye contact with one of the guys and they were just happy. It like boosted their spirits just a little bit. Like, Oh yeah, there's, there's Ashley walking by and she's busy, but you still took that moment just to Give them a shout out and a hello, even though you're flying back and forth, running food and doing everything else. Well, she did the same thing with security when she saw you walk in. (laughs) It's like cheers, you know, it's a norm. Yes, exactly. We're Peachtree City's version of cheers. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I'm I'm saying all that because I want to make sure that we're giving you guys the the credit of running the type of business that you run. And I, and for anybody in the area, you need to go to Palmer's. It's an amazing restaurant. Um, but I, I think it's also really important for us to understand the fragility of the restaurant industry and how many people it employs. It's it's such an important part of this this economy. And I was telling you, you know, when, when we were in the studio getting ready to, to hit record, I've been trying to since Georgia, quote unquote, reopened. And now you can go into the dining room of a restaurant, which it's been six weeks now. Right. Mm, about well, I think May 1st is when um, Kemp relaxed the regulations, but okay, not so everybody opened right away. Yeah. So yeah. maybe four or five weeks. Right. So since then, I've been trying to make it a point to go to lunch and dinner as much as I can to support businesses. And every time I go in, I try to find a manager or some or an owner. How are things going? You know, just really try to get a pulse on, on what's going on in the restaurant. A lot of people are telling me that if they can't open up 100 percent of their dining room, and things don't change, they're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't take the time to go into, well, tell me about your food cost as a percent of revenue, but I'm sure like all that stuff's coming into play right now. Sure. And I'm really worried about how fragile this sector of the economy is. And I, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm nervous. Well, Should I be? 
well, absolutely. Like I just told you, I'm bracing myself. I'm bracing myself for, for the possibility of us having to shut down again, either due to government regulations or getting a sick employee. So yeah, it's, it's precarious. We're in a precarious situation and I, um, you know, no different than retail. I mean, at least retail has the component of online shopping or most retailers do, but, and we do have to go that we could always fall back on, but, um, but yeah, it's scary. It's another, there's going to be a lot of restaurants out there. I know that I was just reading about a couple in Atlanta that are, that are closed for good now that just couldn't make it through this. And I know there's probably some locally as well. So you, like you said, one of them, actually, they had an employee had a case they had to shut down. Then they, right after they reopened, they had a a second case that Mm -hmm. hit. So that's, that's, 10 days of no revenue. Well, and another thing that's happening um, in it, our bartender, Joey um, also works at a restaurant in Atlanta and uh, people they're uh, completely understaffed because a lot of the staff is, doesn't want to come back. They, they don't, they, they say they don't, they don't feel comfortable yeah. coming back. So now they're ready. Um, they're getting their checks. government checks. Um, I wasn't going to say that, but, <laughs> oh, we, oh, but we can we'll say, say that. <laughs> you don't have but to. They, um, and, and that's happening with a lot of restaurants. A lot sure. of restaurants are not able to even be open their full hours because they can't get the staff back in. So yeah. that's a really scary proposition as well. It is. And, and the other thing that I find really interesting, and this is the this is the thing that I think worries me the most. So I was reading an article about um, California last week, and it was on the restaurant industry. And in, and in California, they have now started to allow restaurants to reopen. I think it happened right at the end of May. Right. But now I think they're getting shut again. Closed Probably. Again. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the crazy thing. You know, we'll get to the shut, uh, the second shutdown in a minute. But the regulations for them to reopen were absolutely bonkers. Uh-huh. It was you can't open more than 25 percent of your tables. You have to take the temperature of every employee when they come into the building and after they come back from every break and you have to have a log and you have to submit it to the Department of Health. You have to have everybody wears masks. Yep. You have to have face shields. Your customers can you know, when they're at the table eating, they don't have to wear a mask, but when they get up and go to the bathroom, they have to go mm-hmm. with a mask on. And if you get caught not doing that, you can be shut down by the well, health Well, and department. who even what? wants to go out to eat under those conditions? Right. Like, yeah. what? It's stupid. Well, pleasant. that's the thing. Like, you you, you want to go to a restaurant to relax and have fun. You don't yeah. want to, yeah. You don't you go don't... to the hospital to, you know, hang out. And, you know, it's like everybody's all dressed up in doctor, <laughs> doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah. But it's crazy. I mean. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody picked yeah. up on my reference. Yeah. Thank you very I much, Mr. Winnie. Um, but it's it's crazy because, and I'm just like, that's the tip of the iceberg. Like the amount of things that they have to do to comply. And then here's the thing that, that drives me batshit crazy. So you got the state regulations, then you've got the county regulations, then you've got the city or local ordinance regulations. And a lot of times in California, they conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, which one do I do? Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, it is overwhelming. And it, and the thing that drives me nuts. Okay. And I'm going to be an optimist. when I say this, I'm sure that people have everybody's best intentions and all that in mind when they're doing this stuff. But it's like these, these decisions are being made by people that have never worked in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what what's so weird to me, Jake, is that the, 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 a lot of the regulations don't make any sense. For hmm. example, all um, of them. When, yeah. When the, <laughs> and, and listen, yeah, I've sorry. learned that my no, opinion that. doesn't matter. What we what we do sure. at Palmer's is cater to the most fearful person. We respect everybody's Absolutely. level of comfort, so it doesn't matter what I think about it. But for example. 
the the mandate that the restaurant workers have to wear masks. However, the guests, the patrons don't. So the patrons are all mingling on the patio and the, and the restaurant staff all has, has masks on. So I'm thinking, how does that make sense? Are we the, are we the pariahs with the creepy COVID germs and everybody else can just mingle? And right. uh, so it's, it's, there's a lot of inconsistencies. Here's so, but I understand, I understand the mask thing. I, I get, I get, um, but here's a common sense it's part like of me. Buffet sneeze guard. That's yeah. what it really is. <laughs> it's not protecting them from that. It's just regular germs. I don't want them sneezing on the food yeah, when they're yeah. carrying. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Cause we do that all the time. We <laughs> sneeze on food all the time. What? I mean, yeah. really? But here's the common sense side of me. Okay. I saw a movie like that. So if you, if an employee comes in, Hey, do you feel comfortable wearing a mask or not wearing a mask? I want to wear one. Okay, great. Wear it. Or no, I don't. Okay. Don't. You start, you go up to a table. Would you guys like me to wear a mask or not wear a mask? Oh, you don't have to worry about the mask. Okay. Thank God. I can't breathe in a stupid thing. Like, why can we not make these decisions? Cause like you said, if patrons walk into the restaurant, they don't have masks on and somebody comes up and says, would you like me to wear a mask or not? Please take it off. I'd like to see your smile. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to see who you are. Yeah. Well, that's why, what, um, why can't I make that decision? Yeah, that whole, no, yeah. absolutely. It's crazy how many, how many just like inconsistencies there are. Um, well, that's, that's what, like, for example, I keep mentioning Joey, our bartender, but people come to Palmer's because they want to be entertained by Joey at the bar. Hell yes. And yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. He tells his trailer park stories from his upbringing in Missouri <laughs> oh and he makes everybody laugh all the time. And, 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 and literally the best mojitos. His, yeah, if he does from our mint garden out back. Yeah, out that's back. why because it's fresh mint. Does your Darren. mint garden yes. have a mask no. on? <laughs> no, it's it doesn't. Mm. Yes, but it could be contaminated. When you're there, mint. Yes, yeah. well, <laughs> Joey Mojito. But then you wouldn't be able to smell the mint if it had the mask on, right? So. But really, there's a human bonding that goes on. Absolutely, yeah. and, that's, and, and that's the thing. Like that's that's why I think people come to Palmer's because they want to feel good. Like I talked about before, and and they want Joey to make them laugh. They want yeah. an escape from their life. So sure. so you know there were times where guests would ask Joey, can you please pull your mask down? I want you to make me laugh. And he does. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. So that's just. I um, said your mask, not your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's Darren. That's and then, right. Then they that's kicked Darren. me out. Right. Yeah. It didn't take long. It never does. <laughs> Typical Friday night at Palmer's. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seriously, why, right. why can we not get back to that level of common sense I, where. I, I think it will. Like uh, uh, the longer that really? this goes on. The longer that this goes on, people will become more educated on it. The general public will be more educated on it, and they're just gonna they're just gonna um, revolt. I'm not, not revolt. It's What's not the word the I'm people, looking for? But, uh, it, well, yeah, but they're gonna hurt, take all these no because recommendations. Ashley, what if they I turn around revolting. and they say we have these regulations for your business, and you go, well, screw you, we're gonna do what we want. What's going to happen to you? I mean, if you guys. Well, we did, wouldn't if do that. I know, yeah. but what I'm saying is, what would happen if your employees weren't wearing masks, right? Well, now? lots of restaurants around Peachtree City, they're not wearing masks. So it's not mandated. Yeah, it's You're not doing mandated. It We're doing it as a, the, yeah, courtesy. Oh, but and that's the help. It, it, it's a law. I mean, it's a very loose law. I don't really think people are getting fined for it, but we're going to do it just to be courteous to our to our guests. But this is, yeah. you're making an important point. You're You're supposed to. Right. Wear them. Right. Not everybody's complying. That's the thing. What does that mean? Because, you know, John and I were actually talking about this on the way over to the studio today. There's now talk about, you know, a potential um, either statewide or even national requiring masks in public from right. everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. If yeah. that happens, what happens if you don't comply? 
Well, you you've, get seen, a citation? All, you've oh. seen all the Karen videos, right? Of Karen getting in a fight in Trader Joe's <laughs> and people, which I think that's a little bit ridiculous. If a store, if you don't really believe in masks and a store makes you wear a mask, just put the damn mask on, honestly, right. or just don't go in the store. Like, go to don't, a store that doesn't require yeah, it. Because you know? that's the whole thing. Scene. Like, that's, let people and businesses make decisions that they, and look, if you as a business say everybody has to wear a mask in here and then you go out of business, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the free but market. I am, right. I am super annoyed by all the mask shamers, though, because it's not law in Georgia right now. So guess what? If someone in the grocery store is next to you and they don't have a mask on, like, don't shame them or vice versa. Like, let everybody just, just do social what they distance. Do. Get away from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. If you're that concerned. <laughs> right. right. Yes. Or get Instacart. Like, right. if you don't want to yeah. go to the grocery, right. then yes. don't go to the grocery. Yeah. That's just my whole pull thing. pull up in the parking lot, though. Load it in your truck yeah. for you. Yeah. You like if you're that worried about it, why it's are you going out anyways? how polarizing this whole issue has been. It really is. Yeah. Yes. Because common sense has gone out the window. Yeah. No, I know. Critical sk- thinking skills have gone out the window. I totally agree. But. You know, because we talked about this in, in the last episode we did. You know, there was a, a period of time when my mother-in-law had cancer and she was on chemo. And if she so much as caught a cold, she was, you know, that was a death sentence. Right. So we mm-hmm. were like really, Absolutely. really. Yeah. Like, wound up about it. We wore masks and gloves around her. We didn't go places we didn't need to. We really isolated ourselves for that period where she was at her most vulnerable. That was our responsibility, right? That's right. If right now you're that worried, like, then then do those things yourself. Don't impose that on others. Yeah. Don't look to the government to, to take care of things for you. I mean, yeah, because they do a really good job. You um, legislate How do you really behavior. feel, Jake? <laughs> I'm frustrated. Can you tell? But here's the thing. This is a crazy thing about the restaurant industry. Take COVID and put that aside for a minute. You guys are regulated like crazy. Oh, well, absolutely. But that's a good thing. It, it yeah, is. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever been through a, yeah, had a food inspector? Come we in have a, we, every morning we do it. We have a, a, a exhaustive checklist that we check every single food temperature. We check every single cooler for their, the temperature. We check the food on the line for temperature. We check, we are like, you know, that's, that's just part of the restaurant business. You know, and I get it. And I, and I think that all that stuff is, is well-intentioned. Right. And, but and now and it's on top of all that. We have that's all my these point. logs and, oh, we have a COVID, we have a COVID temperature log at our restaurant and we have a COVID surface sanitation log where we, we log every time we wipe down a surface, which is about every 25 minutes. And um, yeah, but doing all that stuff doesn't cost you any time or money. (laughs) (laughs) She almost spit out her beer. Well, it doesn't. It That's doesn't one of the cost, best responses we've yeah. ever had. On it the doesn't podcast. cost us any money, uh, except for yep. the cost of my binder and the thermometer. But right. it definitely costs us time. But, but you know people's what? time is hey, free. Listen, you don't have to pay your employees. Listen, I'll tell you this. Here's here's what I tell our staff. <laughs> she's trying to maintain. She's like these sons of bitches. Yeah, come on, guys, stay on topic. Well, we're we're here. We're with you. The fact that here's she, what you I can tell, tell the staff. Ashley talks with her hands because right now the boom stand, the mic stand is getting her. Have I knocked it off? Over yeah. it and talk. <laughs> no, that was just so I could have a sip of the Lime Creek Honey Blonde. Um, no, I tell my staff too. In addition to make everyone feel like a rock star, every day I tell them that trust is the new hospitality. And again, like I said, it doesn't matter how I feel about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It matters what our most fearful guests think.
things about the whole thing. And that's who we need to cater to. And um, trust, since trust is a new hospitality, people, you call it in the restaurant business, touching a table in, mm-hmm. in prior days, pre-COVID. And touching a table just means how many people actually interact with that guest and make that guest feel like a quote unquote rock star. And, and that used to be as many as you possibly could, because we want that guest to feel so awesome and like they are a rock star, sure. but, but no one wants you to touch their table anymore. So trust is the new hospitality. So trust involves um, wearing masks, um, wearing gloves, wiping down surfaces, wiping down menus. So, so we do all this and we, and we actually make a show of doing it. I'm embarrassed to say, but, but I'm not actually, because they want to see that the guests want to see that we are careful and we are careful. We are taking temperatures every day. We are wiping everything down. So we are sanitizing like, like I've never. But here's the thing. This, this, mind. so let me tell you why this really irritates the living shit out of me. Okay. Go. Which part? In the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> in, in my business. What is where, your, where, where, I mean, when did you prim- bring your soapbox up here? When did you sneak the soapbox? In? It usually finds itself in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure the previous podcast I've listened to in beer and business, there's been a Jake's soapbox. Yeah. So. Sorry about that guys. Yeah. No, it's all good. I, it's your show. <laughs> it, I'm in real estate, right? We don't have, there's no, you know, guidelines or there's no, you know, legislation about what we should or shouldn't do, but we're in contact with people all the time. I mean, during COVID. During COVID, right. You guys right. have your own regulations. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. that's like, what we're talking about. Zoom Darren. closing. I'm just making sure and, there yeah. could be somebody well, like me. Real estate's right heavily now. regulated. So we need to make sure. But during stay. COVID, there hasn't been anything that's come out that says you need to do this, you can't do that, all that kind of stuff. Like there has been for restaurants. Okay. Right. I come in contact with a lot of people mm-hmm. and we're actually in closer proximity than a lot of other businesses because, you know, you're walking into small houses with people and, and you're in like a two by two bathroom with somebody. Right? Yes. It just happened Talking to me the other day. We're like, benefits. like yeah. you know, shoulder to shoulder in a hallway. Like, oh, oh gosh, I hope, did you hope you're not sick. Yeah. But the thing is like, there's, there hasn't been that yeah. same level of right. here's what you, you can do and can't do. Um, but what we have done is we have asked people from the very beginning, since all this stuff started, you know, would you prefer that we wear a mask? Not, do you want a handshake? Not handshake? Like right, how do, right. And what we find is people appreciate that. It's reasonable. Most of the time people are like, no, I'll shake your hand. We don't need masks. We're fine. Some people do prefer it. Okay, no, no problem. But we're getting through it just using common sense and, and communicating with one another. Right. Right. I feel like that's the new cultural norm. For example, people come in Palmer's all the time and they, you know, people that I've been hugging for four years and they look at me and they say, are you a hugger? Are you hugging? And I'm like, of course I'm hugging. Bring it in. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I think that's just going to be the the way it is now. Yeah. Which I appreciate that. That's great. That's I'm how it should be. Like, let's respect everybody. But let's um, but let's also come to an agreement. Like, hey, we're cool. I know. Yeah. Bring it in. Uh, I got irritated yesterday. Not it was it wasn't their oh, fault, it but it story. was their no, it was their comfort <laughs> Settle level. Settle in, guys. Settle and in. I was like, okay. And all of a sudden, I got this motion. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even doing that. Ooh, the elbow bump. Don't oh, even I give me the, the fucking elbow bump. Okay, yeah. it's either yes or nothing. no. Yeah, give me the liberty or give me death. Don't give me the freaking elbow bump. It's like dabbing. I'm out. Okay, I'm out. get the fuck out Darren's of there. Darren's face is red right I know. now. He's pissed. Handshake I'm hug with him. or nothing. That's it. Handshake Next, hug absolutely. or Absolutely. Human yeah. contact so, is yeah. essential. Anybody who's around maybe, me, now Maybe they know. we should get t-shirts made, Darren. My favorite. Handshake yes. hug or nothing. Yes. I think that's a oh. great slogan. The Darren like Flanagan that. slogan. I like it's it. It's the first smart thing he's ever said on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Damn, let me write that down. <laughs> I know. Time stamp that back. <laughs> no, you know, you know my favorite is the, is the fist bump. 
It's like, mm. oh no, but we'll fist bump. It's like our, our hands just touched. They did. Like, yeah. yeah. It does. Well, again, and actually, the all, new way to pee during COVID, it's the whole knuckle. Okay, are we talking about pee serious? again, guys? I thought we were did done talking about that? pee. We're never done. You already about talked pain. about this for like it's 10 Baron minutes. Flanagan. He just said that. You he should just, probably warn your next guest that there might be some. Oh my gosh. Some pee talk that goes on a little too long. No, right before somebody wants to like knuckle bump, you just kind of. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Folks, Darren Flanagan, just oh, send him your oh email. I don't want to see it. Flan- I really don't. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> wow. <Jesus>. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> anyway, how do, I mean, you're dealing with that with your clients, your customers, your patrons. They come in. They're used to you giving them yeah, a hug. Absolutely. A yeah. But so you here's, respect what Absolutely. They and like I said, we, we, res- we respect everybody depending on where they are. So uh, honestly, like I typically have a bandana around my, or a scarf around my neck. And when I approach somebody that I know, that I know they don't want me, when I know probably 80% of the people that come in Palmer's just because they come in all the time. When, when I see somebody, I know I don't pull it up because I no, they don't want me to. Mm-hmm. But whenever I approach someone either that I don't know or that has a mask on, I immediately pull it up out of mm-hmm. respect. So, again, I meet people where they are. And I think that's kind of I, what, what you and said. And you know yeah. what? Yeah. If that's where we're at culturally, you know, I'm fine with it. What I what I really struggle with is the the mandating and Absolutely. the legislation. I agree. I agree. And, you know, this, you can't legislate human behavior. You really can't. You can try, but it never works. Right. And it's funny to me, you know, there's all there's always these talk about, oh, well, you know, there's a problem. We'll just pass a law. And it's like, okay, uh, we're passing laws for, you know, that's a whole different topic. But it's like people, you know, when you talk about like, well, let's talk about criminals. You know, well, let's pass another gun law, for example. It's like, well, they broke all the laws that were there before. What makes you think they're going pa- right. to follow sure, this one? Yeah. Yeah. It would be like trying to pass a law that said no public official that's is allowed to tweet. Yeah, that would be a great Frankly, yeah. That would would be bad. <laughs> okay, hugely, I wouldn't like that. Hugely, huge, hugely huge. Bad. It would be hugely bad. It would be terrible. <laughs> frankly, okay. <laughs> Sometimes we that, have to feed just, him a bone. He's got that down. Yeah, he does. Take that show on the road, Jake. I wake up in the middle of the night and think about Trump. I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's he gives weird. you a lot of good material. Yes, so, he does. Yeah. He never Thank stops. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> billions and billions of things. Comedians are going to have a dry spell when Trump is out of office. I know. I really want him to stay in for that reason alone. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I worry about the, the legislation because... Gosh, I mean, first of all, you got people writing this stuff, you know, like going back to California, the the state, the counties, the the local ordinances. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are talking to each yeah. other. They're writing stuff and they've never been in the business. Yeah. And, you know, how do you execute on that? Why can't we have a little bit more common sense in this? I mean, is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask to let people make their own decisions in terms of what they're comfortable with? That's what I'm saying. The longer this goes on, the more educated people will be, and they're just going to make their own decisions, and they're not going to listen to these talking heads in government that are just trying to tell them what to do. Like the they're Boston like, no, I know what... Well, there you go. Then there is... That. Yeah, and no, I think... No. I was agreeing with you. I was giving... I thought it was a decent example. <laughs> no, no. No, it wasn't good. No. <laughs> that was about taxes, Darren. A, a for effort, it Still was Darren. about regulations. Yeah. Bad but, reference, but, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, I just, I was going to say, I mean, the the problem that I have with this, just at a fundamental level, right? You got everybody that's, you know, first of all, we're all at each other's throats on social media. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's terrible. Even before COVID. So Unless you, have, you hit the Palmer's Instagram, then you're just going to see just all Joey, kinds of fun. Joey singing a little <laughs> fun. Angels of Centerfold. Right. But, you know, the... Jay Giles band. Angels <laughs> Centerfold. That's a great song. That is a good cold. song. See? But it's just, it, it to me, I'm pouring another Lion Creek here and it looks delicious. Which one are you drinking there? Conserve Georgia once again. Because right. you guys John? won't share the IPA. I'm hooked on the chinchillin. Just killed you the drink last drinking on my one. IPAs. Uh, that was this is the last one. You guys are going to have a pyramid pretty soon with all these beers you're throwing. I've, back. We've done it before. I've yeah, built pyramids I during yeah. the show. Sean does it during oh, the show. Okay. All the time. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me let me switch gears. Got a problem so, with that? I, not oh. at all. But, not at all. Okay. So we <laughs> no judgment in my tone at all between you and I. Yes. Jake, we have a little more freedom with our work. I mean, I do have people coming in here. John, you're back to work now in an office environment. Sure. Ish. Ish. And do you guys have certain no, regulations? It's just because I mean, it's sure. Protection. No, we can only have half as many people in the office. We have to social distance. That's uh, like part of the deal they worked out or whatever. We don't have to wear masks at work if we maintain social distancing. So we literally have half the amount of people in the office. Do they like open up new space down the way or something? Or no, we have a we have a separate facility that if we have too many people show up for work. So if there's go. a if there's an employment if an employee this is the parking lot and this is where they'll be yeah, working really today. yeah and they've given everybody you know work from home equipment laptops and monitors oh and computers and okay. stuff like that but yeah it's we just the office is empty it's like a ghost town it's kind of I know sad. I was talking to somebody else and they said that about like the parking lot and they're like we can't even park in this lot anymore we have to park somewhere else and right. well and think yeah, about yeah. how that's also affecting back to restaurants guys um, I don't mean to be a narcissist but we should um, yeah it's but all like, about why we invited you on yeah, yeah right no but like think you. about how that's affecting all the restaurants in College Park like for example the brake pad on Main Street I mean they're I mm, love they're, the brake pad. pad is awesome oh yes. my gosh I've eaten there so um, but you know, all of the Delta bit. I mean, think about yeah. how many fewer people this whole sure. work from home thing is just affecting so many restaurants in those areas. Great point. Tremendously. Yep. So there are so many restaurants that cater yeah. to a, a business. And that's clientele. all over Atlanta, like all right. over the, all over the country. And that's just going to be, that's, that's another thing that's adding to the attrition rate of these restaurants is all these business people. The only, right. the only good thing that's come from all this is that you can whiz through 7585 <laughs> in about 15 minutes, like from the airport up to, up to 400. But has been I'm nice. just trying to think about how many restaurants, all these little, like you mentioned the brake pad, they're, they're tiny restaurants. Like if you had the social distance in the, the brake pad, I mean, it's like, it's an old garage. Mm-hmm. An old. It's like it was a gas station. Yeah, there would be like four people, I right? Mean, that's, and that's, that's one like of the things that fit in there. Yeah, it, that's like one a, of the things that I was talking about earlier. These restaurants that I go into that that have tables packed in tightly because, you I mean you know five percent is the average. Remember, an average there's a range. So some that. restaurants are operating on two percent margin. Yeah, well, yeah. that's because they're not really calculating their food costs very well. But, but still, and I'm not yeah. and not every restaurant owner's a good business person, right? Right, right. That doesn't mean I want them to go out of business because right. if the right. only reason why they're going out of business is because somebody yanked the rug out from under them. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if somebody figured out how to make a living and have a restaurant that's been open for ten years operating on two percent margin, I got no problem with that. Kirby G still open. Yeah, they're still open. Okay, good. But if some, but if somebody yanks a, the rug out from under you, and your two percent business model can't survive, it's been devastating. It's devastating. That's not fair. Yeah. No, it's absolutely it's, devastating. Yeah. No, and then yeah, the regulations are just going to keep coming. Yeah, it's devastating. 
I'm so you you were well, worried. and I think about like I'm so grateful that we have such a big patio because our yeah. patio was already spread out and again I think people's level of comfort is much higher outside but mm-hmm. I think about these tiny restaurants that have um, that have no outdoor space and mm-hmm. you know like yeah. in Brookhaven and a lot of um, like they've they've actually turned parking lots into um, outdoor patios. dining yeah so like permits <laughs> have been issued and they've allowed them to do that but am I allowed to sit thing, in the handicap spot or yeah. do, I, do, I need to, <laughs> do I need to have a special <laughs> tag for that. Yeah. Just making sure I don't want to get your, in trouble. Yeah, your walker is your tag. <laughs> oh, um, but I, we, I went to a fight. I went with Darren. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring me the, along. The white hair qualified, Just yeah. Bring him along. Um, but I also think that um, I was at a, a fine dining restaurant in Atlanta last night, and um, and I and I looked around, and it was, it was very sparse, and um, I thought – I thought I made a comment to the person I was with um, how fine dining, just like it during the recession of 2008, fine dining is what really took the hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I feel like that's going to happen again. I feel like fine dining is going to take the hit because, you know, I know restaurants in uh, New York, like 11 Madison park, which is one of the top 10 restaurants in the world mm-hmm. is not reopening because the owner said, I can't in good conscience with all this going on, charge people $400 a head right now. And he also said the cost of reopening this restaurant right now, after I've been shut down for two or two or three months is astronomical. And, um, and I just think about all the other fine dining restaurants where food is art, where it's, you know, $150 tasting menu, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, going to be almost impossible for them to survive whereas i mean the thing about palmer's is you can get in there for 20 bucks if you you know you can have dinner for two for 20 bucks if you want you can get in and out so even though our community because we're so airline heavy is probably going to be affected i know that peachtree city residents do have a lot of discretionary income in relation to other communities but but we are airline heavy well but you bring up a good point about fine dining i've never walked out of there paying less than twenty dollars at palmer's that's because your your alcohol bill is those cats are in the bullet rise are um yeah that's what it was they'll get you every time darren but you can get a lion creek beer for about seven dollars so and a hell of an appetizer too yeah. But you you bring up a good point about fine dining because the the thing with fine dining is it's just as much about the experience as it is the food. Yes, right? yes. And, and what a fucking drag yeah. to go out somewhere and, and a, it's dead because nobody's in there. And then, have and then a people are wearing masks. Yeah. yeah, it's just like. It kills the vibe. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, and like the fun bar, like you go for the experience. And yeah, you go for the food is art element, but you also go for the experience. And I totally agree. It kills, it It definitely dampers the experience just a bit. I mean, every once in a while, I want to take my wife out to a really nice, you know, restaurant. I don't care if I pay 500 bucks for an amazing yeah. night if it if it's all right. about the experience. Well, and like I don't Gosh. know, as a woman I like to like the half the fun of going to a fun restaurant in Atlanta is getting dressed, dressed up, up and looking right. cute. Okay, and then throw a mask on there. How does that figure in? I just it kind of kills the vibe. If you're totally. wearing the right mask that matches. Right, which color. is yeah. <laughs> no, Darren. Yes, put, put I, a, I don't care what kind of fetish you've got going on right now. I'm not Take into it. Take notes from Nancy Pelosi's like playbook, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Awesome. Very well done. <clears throat> but um, coming out swinging. <laughs> I did in this a, corner. I did see a Tiger King uh, face mask the other day. Oh, oh no! Oh, good Lord. Was it made from their underwear that they couldn't sell? <laughs> <clears throat> Covers up here anyway. nice, but it goes down to a. Anyway, a but this, this, the <laughs> longer this guest. <laughs> The longer this goes on, I think, I'm, I mean, I'm ready to go f- just full libertarian, like, <laughs> screw this. No, you don't have, 
I mean, we've known people that have gotten it and it's gotten COVID and it's like the flu and the, they're, they're, I, I know a lot of people have died, but it's like a lot of people die from the flu every year, you know? So, well, the thing, the point that you're making though, is like, there's the world on the news and then there's exactly. the world that we're living in. And it feels like exactly. it couldn't be any different, exactly. you know, cause I mean, right now I was, I was playing this game with, you know, a couple of people the other day. It's like, who do you know? Who do you know personally that got it? It's like uh, six degrees uh, of separation. Uh, of right. Kevin, well, I know a Kevin guy Baker. that knew a guy that, that had it. Or but they're not sure if he died from that or if he was taking steroids yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I had it, but he's alive. Oh, not even died, okay. just had it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's all this hearsay and conjecture and third party stuff. Sure. And, and, and it, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm just what? saying that it's, whoa, Mr. Winning. Sorry. Just, holy I was God, I'm, getting all, I'm getting all fired up. He is. Well, let's talk about another business, hospitals, right? Right. I read an article the other day because, because they were all up in arms because hospitals are at 97% capacity. And the, the, the doctor Which ones, <laughs> well, no, the doctor said, well, this time last year, there were 95% capacity. Uh, that's how you run a business. If hospitals yeah. are empty, they don't make money and they close. Right. Right. So that's how they operate. They operate at as oh. much capacity as they, they can. When they but shut what, down what was three the point? quarters that it was, of the hospital and they're not, they only have one no. quarter open just for the COVID no, stuff. No, it was just like, oh my gosh. percent capacity. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're at 97. We're about to you know, go over capacity. It's like, no, wait a second. No. This is how... This is normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not like, make like any business, money. like you don't, you don't run a business to have a deficit of capacity. Correct. Then it's not efficient. It's closest exactly. to the pen. Yes. Be like Ashley going, oh my goodness, we're at uh, 90, 90, 95% <laughs> yeah. capacity. Yeah. And Let's double the size of the restaurant. So right. half of it can stay empty. Right. That's a great yeah. business model. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely like some, sens- <laughs> there's definitely some sensationalism going on in the media, which um, just I a little just bit. to state the obvious. Darren's well, paying right now. The, um, That's what he's doing. Great. He's getting up Thank to go you, pee. That TMI. No, um, he's got nice build some Glen Creek beer. He's going No, he's gonna use that as a as a reason to go pee. <laughs> this is what he does. Like, oh, uh, Mr. Winnie spilled some beer, so let me get a napkin and then no, pee. No, he's right back. You're seriously not gonna pee? Don't need to. Are you feeling okay, dude? Feeling wonderful. Have you had surgery or anything like that? Is this, what Are dudes, you a robot? is this what dudes talk gotta, about? People? No, this shot. guy pees like crazy. He's oh, all really? the time. Like, how many this, times you've been like in the middle of a great conversation? Well, he's well hydrated. He hydrates himself. No, like somebody will be answering Darren's question, like talking directly to him. Right. And he'll just get up and go pee. Oh, great. It's well, like, and then look at me like, what just happened? Like, oh, he's peeing. Yeah, yeah. this is just a thing. Yeah. I figured I asked him a question. They have a long answer. It's a perfect time. They'll still be answering the question by the time we get back. Uh it's Darren Fox. We have talked tricks. about that, Ashley, in their defense, more than usual. We don't talk about pee that much. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, this is good to know. It's yeah. kind of a different day. I don't know. Good to know. I'm glad I could be here for it. Yeah. This is, this don't you feel? It's scintillating conversation. You right, feel yeah. really special, mm-hmm, don't you? I do. So it, you, you, you said earlier you're worried about another wave. You're worried about another potential shutdown. I'm worried about that too. I'm also worried about the markets that haven't 
reopened yet because there's still so many states and cities oh, yeah. and areas that mm-hmm. have not allowed like you know people talk about I can't georgia even imagine i can't cannot even imagine i was talking to my daughter today <laughs> about college towns i i, I don't even mm-hmm. like i can't i read an article about ithaca new york and between ithaca college and cornell yeah. like what is it like 80 percent of their whole economy is based on the yep. colleges it's and the college yeah, yeah and if they're if they don't go back again these towns are bankrupt and i mean you look at athens georgia you know, shuttered, mm-hmm. shuttered mm-hmm. retail businesses on the cute little downtown. Uh, all these, all these towns, Oxford, Mississippi. If they don't go back this year, mm-hmm. it's going to be catastrophic. There are going to be bankruptcies in all of these cute little college towns. So it's really sad. So what are you, yeah. what are you and your business partners doing to in case this happens again? Are you have you put in any stop gaps in any precautions that like okay. We're going to bat down the hatches and we're going to get through this because we got to open back up again. This community really needs us. Well, I mean, as I talked about, Darren, we're one of our partners. Well, every, we're all pretty smart with our money. So we um, we have a cushion. So if we have to st- if we have to close for to goes again, we'll just do what we have to do. And I two months. Yeah. And well, I, to, and I believe nah. I believe the community will support us and we'll just do what we have to do. And I believe we'll come out on the other side. I believe we've been smart enough about our business that we will come out on the other side. It's just, um, you know. I've realized during this period, we have no control. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny sure. how we as Americans used to think we had so much control over our destiny. Well, I think what this has taught us all is that we don't, you know, we are just, we're kind of pawns or puppets. It's like, we, we have to do whatever we're told. And I don't know if any of you guys watch the handmaid's tale, probably not. Cause most guys don't, but, um, I, remember, I don't even know what it is. Oh, really? It's on Hulu. It's a great show. It was a book, Margaret Atwood. And women right it was now a show. Excited. You yeah. can continue. Is that like yeah, Steel Magnolias yeah, or but no, it's, no. it's, it's, it's <laughs> it's a great show. It was based on a book by Margaret Atwood. And, and I think the show was actually even better than the book. Sorry, Margaret. But, um, but it was just about, it was about this like dystopian society where this like far right government takes over and these people lose all their freedoms. And, and I remember watching this several years ago thinking, God, that could never happen. That could never happen to us. And they would do all these flashbacks to normal times when they could like go to restaurants and they were normal people. And again, watching it several years ago, you thought, no way. And I, I was having a picnic in Piedmont Park with my daughter a few um, back in April when everything was still shut down. And, and we were sitting there having a picnic and we said, gosh, remember when we used to be able to go to restaurants, you know, and that's just so weird. And it it made me realize, like, I feel like we're living that reality to some degree. Like it's, it's made me realize we have so little control over our destiny. And, and so we're just, as a business owner, we're just kind of a pawn. We're waiting to find out what we're, what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. And we might have to shut down and that's going to be a bummer, but guess what? We're resilient and we're going to power through it. And we're just going to adapt. I think this whole, the whole key, word during this whole time is just to adapt. Don't, there's no point in sitting around bitching about it. You just have to do what you have to do for your business. And, and you just hope you've been smart enough with your money to be able to survive. Well said. Thank you. You look like you're about to have oh, he, a corner. He, he was, John's oh, no, thinking. No, He's no, really just, thinking. Just the whole personal liberty freedom thing. I get all fired up about that because they don't really have the power to well, they do, and they no, do, and they actually did. never yeah. gave it to the government. Actually, they don't. Well, uh, yeah. Really, I mean, if you really go down now, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but but it's it a is, big one. Yeah, it is. But they really don't. And and ninety nine percent of this is people willing to do what they need to do for the common good. You know, we want to keep each other healthy. We don't want to. Well, and I think, you know, I think going back to the beginning of this thing, and and this is what Darren and I talked about, you know, in the last episode, 
you go back to early March when all this stuff really started to, to unfold, you know, we were going off information that we thought that there was going to be millions of people that die from this. Sure. Yeah. And that turned out to not be true in a very, very big way. Mm-hmm. British doctor. At oh, I remember you talking about this uh, in your previous podcast. Right. Yeah, and so it's like we did all these things on the assumption that this this pandemic was so serious that, you know, there was going to be millions dead. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case. You know, we in the well, facts, the death rate is a fraction of one percent, which is what's so startling. Right. It's and and that's if you even trust the data, which I don't. But right, but right. yeah, but, but even if it was true, this, still, it's it, like yeah, this, this is. But if they if they really came down to it, I mean, the right to peaceably assemble mm-hmm. is enshrined in the Constitution. Peaceably, it, peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. Right. The if this goes on longer, I mean, there's gonna be. Mm-hmm. There, there are, there will be small businesses or large businesses that sure. say, "Hey, we need to assemble. We need to," and it's not just, it's not justified. This is my personal opinion. It's not justified, and they will take it to court. Amazon won't do anything because their their numbers have spiked over the sure. whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. There's more Amazon trucks running around than you know. They're running. Yeah, and there's ships. winners and losers in this, and you know. Palmer's has been winners in this because you guys run a great business. You really do. And, you know, in, in any, any industry you have, you have really good, you have good, you've got mediocre, you've got bad, you've got really bad. That's in every industry, whether it's restaurants, whether it's, you know, doctors, doctors, right. <laughs> yeah. I had some Teachers, really bad ones, yeah. Yeah. you know, co-working spaces, Darren, there's some really <laughs> bad corrupt ones. There are, you know, any industry there's, there's, all ranges. But the problem is in a case where, you know, we've got external forces that will take entire industries and put them in pressure to where, you know, maybe half of them don't survive. Mm-hmm. That's a shock to the system that I don't even know that we're capable of handling. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah. Guys, it's just like you think about how many industries are devastated by this. Think about tourism. Something oh, yeah. like 16, um, New York City, um, got $16 billion a year from Broadway, mm-hmm. like, and Broadway shut down uh, mm-hmm. through, through the rest of this year. Like, think about the tourism, think about the tourism dollars that these cities sure. are not getting from cities. European to countries. Yeah. It's crazy. Look at Ireland. I, like the hotels, hotels are at like 20% capacity. It's, right. it's absolutely, it's staggering to think that how much this, this has brought our economy to its knees and so many industries I to think, its knees. Uh, it's, it, yeah. As far as the airline business goes, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's like a, oh, not a wave, but like a, a whip. We call it a whip. Mm-hmm. It takes years for all this stuff to really, really come to mm-hmm. fruition. I mean, like just, uh, us, uh, the, all the American airlines shutting down all, you know, international travel. It's not just the domestic employees. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of employees around the world that do everything for the, mm-hmm. air, you know, like you said, hotels, but there's catering for all the air, all oh, the yeah. ground handling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. entire industries in other countries just based on tourism and airline, you know, airline right. travel yeah. just to service. And they're shut down right now. I mean, sure. it's going to take years for all this stuff to, to sort itself out. And then you try to build, you can, you're, you're going to have to rebuild Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. like a lot of those employees are just going to leave. You're going to lose all those skill sets and it's, it's, 
we're going to see the devastation from this. Oh, it's going to be a ripple effect. Absolutely. Ripple effect. Yeah. Thank you. For years. Years. Mm -hmm. And, and it, concerts. Think about musicians. What? I don't give a shit. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. I, uh, yeah. Like, good concert is awesome. Not just the musician, but think about all the other companies. Exactly. The concessions. The, I mean, all the other companies that are tied in. The AV. Right. right. The, yeah. The roadies, just you know, everything. It's just, it's, I was talking to a guest at Palmer's today, and she plans music festivals on cruise ships. I'm <laughs> like, well. That's a double whammy. Yeah, yeah that wow. sucks. Mm, so business is booming, huh? Yeah, um, right. So what did you do with your English degree from college? <laughs> yeah. So arts. one of the My things... liberal arts degree. Yeah, liberal arts. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really important about having you on today, Ashley, is I... I want people to understand how challenging it is to be in, in the food service industry. And you guys are what I would consider best of the best in terms of operators and branding. And, you know, just you guys have nailed your customer experience and you're making it through this. And you were smart before, too. You had cash reserves and all this stuff. And you guys are in the food industry, I think, mm -hmm. unicorns. You guys have done it all right. So many other businesses are really, really struggling through this. And the message that I want people to hear is that this is very, very hard. Just on normal, just normal. Operating any business at 5%, have fun with that. Yeah. Good mm -hmm. luck. You got to be really good just to survive. But then you layer on COVID and all this crazy stuff. And then some states worse than others. Now's a really good time to support, support restaurants. Support your local restaurants, guys. Yes, yes absolutely. It Definitely. is so critical. I've yeah. talked to people about this. They're like, well, you know, in, you know, I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I get really passionate about this and I try not to get upset with people, but it's like, you know, I hear people say things like, well, you know, they'll be fine or, you know, I'm worried about myself. It's like, if you're worried about yourself, you need to be worried about others. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to eat, right? You know, you, your grocery stores, I don't know that there's really been any, if anything, they've probably done better under this. Absolutely. Support your restaurants. Get out there. Right. Even if, if you don't feel comfortable sitting in the dining room, get, get take, take out. out. Yeah, absolutely. And even more importantly, no, no offense, Ashley, but we need to support our local microbreweries. Definitely. Please. <laughs> yes. If the, the microbrewers start to go, I, I, Mr. I, Winnie may not make this, it through this. This is, I, um, this I, is Armageddon. I'm right? pretty sure alcohol intake has <laughs> gone up um, exponentially. I can attest and to I that. will tell you a funny thing about, um, I shared this with Darren today when I saw him at Palmer's for lunch. Um, the COVID diet has definitely not been a healthy one. We, we cracked up when I'd be packing up to go boxes. It was all burgers and, t and tater tots. We sold, honestly, guys, quarantine. We sold more tater tater tots during the shutdown in our limited capacity than we did at normal operation. Like what is it about tater tots in a pandemic? It's People comfort just, food. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. We were, food. we were, we were buying very little lettuce. Our salads were not flying off the rack. Lettuce doesn't make our, you feel good. No. no. I our tots were I our burgers and tots. I want yes, burgers and that was mac the and cheese. And, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's another thing. We were doing family style meals for a while and um, people really appreciated it. But my partner, Billy had this one idea to do a smoked brisket mac and cheese. And ew, I'm like, Billy, that sounds disgusting. Oh my God. What the hell? I'm sitting oh here my salivating. God. We still have, oh, that it's sold out. <laughs> so I good. still get emails about that smoked brisket <laughs> mac and cheese. Like, what the heck? People are still asking us to bring that <clears throat> yep. smoked brisket mac and cheese back. So, yes, anyways, that is, that yeah. That is stoner food. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Right there. Yes. Can we tater tots? Smoke on, people. Yeah. Have another bong hit. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it reheats so well. I don't well need and to good smoke in the pot to want no, that. No, brisket, mac and cheese. No, I don't need weed for it's that. It's like yeah. just give me two the- beautiful things brought together. Yeah. That weren't there before. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, it's kind of like that. tater tot nachos. I mean, hello. What do you do that too? Yeah. <laughs> Put oh, it on the freaking menu. I'm ordering on that special occasion right after the yes. podcast. Yes, where we're going. Yeah, just, tater tot nachos just for the VIPs. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they're they're brisket nachos. Oh, oh, they're good. Right. Yeah, yes. you got to get them. So we need to support restaurants. I think it's also it's been great hearing your perspective on things too, because this is I want people to understand how difficult it is for the industries that have been, you know, adversely impacted by this. You know, because there's a lot of small businesses that I don't know that they really felt a hit. You know, construction around here has been crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. the trades, you know, they right. they were essential. I, I've got friends in the trades that like. You know, I'm busier than ever because not only were we doing okay, but now you got people sitting at home. It's like, I just noticed that crack in the drywall. Yeah, man. And I got to get that fixed. <sighs> Shit, man. My deck looks really bad. I know. I yeah. keep tripping oh, no. over it because I'm drinking so much bourbon on my, <laughs> on my COVID diet. My wife's been staying at home with me for the past two months and she realizes that I let this house go to pot. And yeah. I don't want to yeah. fix it. So hey, can you come <laughs> fix this for me? So there's a lot of businesses have done really, really well. They've actually done better under COVID, but there are like the restaurant industry, travel, tourism, airlines, some have just been really devastated. Mm-hmm. And we, to the extent that we are comfortable, because I'm not telling anybody to do anything they're not comfortable with, but if you're comfortable, go to lunch, go to dinner, get a drink while you're out, yeah. spend a little extra money. Don't, don't yeah. hoard it. We need, we, need we got to keep the, a, a community uh, or a, an economy is a system. It is an ecosystem. It, there's so many moving, intricate pieces, right? You got to yeah, keep it going. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for that shout out. Um, I, 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 I and all the other and local restaurants. Well, go to Palmer's. Well, go, go to Palmer's. Go to Where they won't Pig. Give you go an to Do South. Bump. Go to Grinds and Wines. Go to all the, your local spots because we are we are lucky to have so many great spots in Peachtree sure. City. So yeah, we really are. Well, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing that with us. This has been enlightening for me just to talk to somebody that's gone through it. And I'm glad that we brought somebody in that's, that's been successful because I like to hear a good success story. And I think it gives people hope, right? Right. You're going through this and it's tough already. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody that's in a tough spot has to fail. There's ways to get through it and you guys are figuring it out. So if you're out there and you're struggling, just know that, you know, there's, there's a way, there's always a way. Yeah. We just have to be masters of adaptation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, I think this has been helpful. And if you are um, inspired and you are motivated, go out to dinner right now. But go to a local That's place. That's it. Right now. Okay. Do okay. it. <laughs> right now. Get some huge now, brisket nachos. Now we've got way more Trumps in the studio than we need. <laughs> well, uh, yours is still the best, Jake. Frankie. Okay. No, excuse me. I'm still talking. Okay. I agree. Okay. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Would oh, be geez. prudent at this. We need multiple presidents in the room. Juncture. So, so um, where where is Palmer's? For those that are in the area, how do they get to the restaurant? Right down there. Palmer's is on basically on the corner of um, Highway 74 and Peachtree Parkway. Right next to, uh, right in front of Kedron Tire. Our great friends at Kedron Tire that let all of our patrons park there at night. Thank you, Kedron Tire. Thank you, thank you. Right next to Wells Fargo in the in the Kroger Shopping Center in North Peachtree City. So check us out. We got a great patio and um, trust is the new hospitality and we are keeping you safe. Wiping down every surface. And if you're in Atlanta where they're still like really, really tight on opening stuff, it's not a long drive. 
Yeah. So just come down 85. Honestly, yeah, we got a great go. patio, guys. We've got the only patio in Peachtree City that's not in a parking lot. So. Booyah. Listen to Booyah. that. Yeah. That's our plug. Yeah. So, you know, all you got to do is come down 74 South and you'll run right I'll into it. So. Just get the fried green tomato appetizer. With the bacon jelly jam or bacon the bacon jam. jelly, the bacon, bacon candied bacon jam, candy bacon jam. And if you mention beer and tomatoes. business podcast, drinks around the house. There you that? go. Yes. <laughs> and we'll send the bill to you. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't work yes. out. <laughs> Actually, you can pay your own bill. Yeah. I think it's the beer and I business special. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. If I you mentioned the beer and business podcast, um, you get your nothing. normal price. They All right. So there you go. We'll make you feel like a rock star. Yes. They'll make you feel good and you'll tip really good because you're one of our listeners. There you go. Yes. That's right. Thank you, Ashley. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. This was a blast, guys.